Hey copywriters, in the corner of my office over here, I'm not gonna show it to you, but in the corner of my office over here, I have the perfect place for you to keep your copywriting swipe file. This, this, this storage facility right here is called a, a trash can, or maybe you call it a wastebasket or a bin. <laughs> That's where to keep your swipe file. If you're a copywriter, make sure you like and subscribe so you can get more content like this. I'm going to talk to you about why you should dump your swipe file in the trash. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, um, so first things first. This episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. I want you to check out the link in the description to high velocity copywriting. I might talk more about it later, but let's dive into the content. Okay, so great copy is never swiped. It always captures a unique situation, a unique moment, a unique opportunity. So what's happening is there's this big confluence of like the market, the zeitgeist, the news flow, the product, the offer, the client and their stories, the timing of all of that coming together in this moment and whatever is inspiring the copywriter. And like that sounds like a lot to process, right? But Typically, when you become good at copywriting, you don't process all of that. It just kind of comes together because you're always paying attention. You're always curious. You're always looking out in the world. You're, you're always asking questions about the situation. You're always paying attention to, to what's going on around you. And so you just, you just write to that. You speak to that. And I know I'm telling you something that's, that's almost ineffable and hard to grasp. But still, that is the process of great copy. It is, it is taking in all these things that are spinning around you, that are, that are existing in the world around you, taking in all of them, and then creating something unique in that moment. Um, once upon a time, I was a copy chief for a financial publishing client. I was uh, doing it on kind of an interim basis, and we were looking for new copywriters that we could bring on board. And so I put out a, uh, actually a, um, a spec challenge to copywriters. And I said, hey, if you want to work with us, uh, we have some cool projects available, but we need to know your writing style and, uh, and your skill level. And so took in all of these different, um, all of these different headlines and leads that people wrote. And um, we ended up hiring, I believe, a couple copywriters out of this, but one of them jumped out at me. I, I was reading through the copy and I was like, oh, this chunk of copy is really good. Oh, this chunk of copy, but wait, but this person is making like no sense at all. And so I was, I was, I was kind of processing like, okay, this person has this really strong copy in certain segments, but also at the same time, their message, their narrative did not make sense at all. And so, you know, because, Google is an easy thing to use. I would copy and paste little chunks of the copy into Google and put some quotes around it. So I was telling Google, hey, can you find this um, exact 
wording anywhere else on the internet. And Google linked me through to like Gary Bensavinga promos, Clayton Makepeace promos, and basically this copywriter, um, uh, they, they had copied and pasted different chunks of copy from different great financial copywriters into their document and kind of written some phrases to transition between the different sections and passed it off as their own work. And um, I called him out on it and he flipped out on me. It was it was like he was he was very upset at me telling me, hey, this is how great copy is written. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's not how that copy that you copied was written. That is not how great copywriters ever write. But he insisted, and in fact, he tried to go over my head. He found the marketing director at the company and complained to him, and he uh, called the customer service and talked about how I was like being this terrible person. And by the way, that's not great behavior, and that won't get you in with clients. And I don't know what ever happened to that copywriter, but certainly he did not get the opportunity with us, and he was basically, you know, blacklisted for that, especially the behavior afterwards, not just not just the swiping. The swiping led to bad copy. Like it led to chunks of good writing turned into bad persuasive messaging. Um, but but the behavior afterwards was was deplorable and uh, and led to him not getting the opportunity. So here's the thing. He argued that great copywriters swipe copy all the time. That's just not true. I have uh, like, okay, so I run into people like the, 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 the biggest example of pro swiping copywriters is somebody like Dan Kennedy. Um, now, Dan's been a copywriter for 30 plus years, uh, longer than that, I'm sure at this point. And he says he goes through his old promotions as he's starting to write copy and he'll like see a headline and his headlines are often based on something before that, like even, you know, that he didn't write. And you'll see the headline structure and he will be inspired by that headline structure to say, okay, um, I could go with that. And he, he, he chunks copy. And so he, he knows like what this is, what this isn't. Okay. So if I'm writing a particular promotion, um, I might want to use what this is and what this isn't copy. And so he's taking these chunks and he is, he is inserting them into the outline the project and he might be inspired by some of the stuff that he's written before right so dan talks about using the swipe file but he's using it in this way where it's a idea generation tool and he is not copying like letter for letter I, yes we all as copywriters end up like i have specific language that i use pretty much every time i write a satisfaction guarantee and it's if if I'm going to talk about a refund, there's language that I use. And so it becomes consistent from promo to promo to promo. But I know that in my head. I'm not just like copying. And it was inspired by other people. Right. Um, but it's it's not like copy and paste. Like people try to use swipe files. Um, here's the thing, like all of that, like the the just remember, great copy is never swiped. And so if you want to write a good persuasive selling message, you don't just copy and paste. You can learn and be inspired and become a better copywriter that way. Learn and be inspired and become a better copywriter. So what you want to do is you want to learn from copy, 
you can look at what works, you can notice what works, you can notice what you see over and over again that seems to have some kind of scale, meaning often that it's um, that you can see that money is being put behind it, right? And you can look at how, for example, different copywriters are structuring headlines. So you land on this VSL page and it has this kind of like promise and you land on this VSL page and has this kind of promise and this, and, and you're like seeing the consistencies between great copy. You can learn from that. You can be inspired by that. You can write down a headline that you really like and say, okay, that's a, that's a cool headline. And then next time you're trying to come up with headlines, you don't say, okay, how can I just copy this as a template? But what does this headline make me think about my product and how am I going to write that or my offer or my service, whatever it is, right? So you learn from the copy. Don't copy the copy. Like it's called copywriting, but the copy, like that's the, it, they're not talking about copying somebody else's work. I'm sorry, that's not where the copy name came from. Don't copy other people's copywriting and you probably shouldn't even copy your own copywriting. Um, you can, again, you learn from it, but then importantly, what you need to do here is you need to dissect what works in persuasive selling messages. So you can dissect copy and discover the deep structure behind like how, what ideas were being conveyed here? How was this person who wrote this copy conveying the ideas that they needed to convey in order to create this persuasive message that goes point A, point B, point C, therefore point D, and if point D, then you buy my stuff, right? Like uh, the superficial details and the, the language use, all of that matters way less than how do I put together a narrative, a, a conversation with the prospect that helps them make a buying decision. How do I structure my message that matches that whole buying decision-making process such that someone first encounters my copy and they're excited maybe by the headline, right? They're excited by the initial promise of what they're going to get if they engage with the copy. And the copy pays that off and it, takes them from the next point to the next point to the next point, and they're starting to discover, okay, this is really interesting, this is cool, this is compelling, right? Oh, this really makes me wanna take a certain action in my life to get a certain result, okay? If I take that action um, uh, and I get that result, here's what my life is gonna be like, here's the transformation that I'm going to go through, and okay, so if I go through that transformation, um, that's gonna make my life better. Now, how do I do that? Like, what's gonna, what's, what's going to make that easy and awesome and positive and all of that? Oh, it's going to be this offer that they have for me, this, this, you know, whatever they're putting in front of me. Right. And so you learn to structure your message in a way that helps walk people through that buying decision-making process. And that has nothing to do with copying people's copy. And when you do copy people's copy, you're going to run into that situation like I talked about with the copywriter who submitted the, the spec challenge, that he was writing a message that was garbled, like it was a bad narrative. He did not connect with the audience. He didn't think about it was about investments. He didn't think about the investment implications of what he was saying. He didn't have any clear idea or perspective on the markets um, as they existed in that moment. It was just 
like I was as I was reading it I was like this is strong words but the words don't matter nearly as much as the message and for that I think about Bill Bonner uh, who taught me that when it's time to write basically forget everything so Bill was a copywriter launched a, pu a little publishing company with a sales letter that actually could not be beat for like 30 years with any consistency and then um, that sales letter and that little publishing company grew into a billion dollar plus publishing empire based on direct response copy. And Bill said that, you know, as a copywriter along the way, he and his copywriting team have learned 5,000 plus different copywriting secrets and all the different techniques and tactics that you could use as a copywriter. And it is important to like go through the process and learn these. Right. But when it comes time to write, that's not what Bill focuses on. And that's not what he encourages his best copywriters to focus on. When it comes time to write, you put your prospect hat on and you say, what's the really compelling, interesting story in the market? Like what what do I want? What's going to get me there? What am I afraid of? What's going to protect me from what I'm afraid of? Right. And you find what that story is and then you take off your prospect hat and you put on your copywriter, take off the prospect hat, put on the copywriter hat, and you say, oh, that's a cool story. I could write about that story. How am I going to write about that story that is going to convey to my prospect um, the gravity of what they fear and the ease with which they can protect themselves from the fear if they purchase my product or service? Or the value of what they desire and the ease with which they can acquire what they desire if they avail themselves of my offer, right? So you tell that story in the most compelling way that leads to the inevitable next action of them pulling out their wallet and giving you money so that they can get the product or service. And so you forget all the copywriting rules. Like this is, this is what great copywriters do. Yeah, we learn all the copyright. We learn the 5,000 copywriting <laughs> secrets. And then we forget them because we find the, the story, the message that is exciting, that's thrilling, right? And then importantly, imp importantly, learn to trust your own voice. And this is only going to come through practice and through repetitions, right? Your, your like nervous system is going to learn this process. Your um, emotional and logical process that leads to banging fingers on the keyboard to write copy is going to is going to learn this process. And so it will get out of the way and like just let you flow, let your voice flow so that you can find that message that gets you excited, find the story, find the narrative that gets you excited, find the the big thing that you want to talk about that, you, that your prospects are going to be interested in and decide on the action that you want them to take. And then just let your you out, like let your voice out. And sometimes as professional copywriter, freelance copywriters, whatever, we are, um, we are under the constraint of having to write in a voice that is our client's voice, but recognize that even within those bounds, you know, there's certain rules that mean that it becomes your client's voice. For example, one of the easiest rules to make something your client's voice is to actually just figure out what their stories are and tell their stories. Right? Um, 
so you're writing in your client's voice, but let yourself write in your voice as well. Um, I know none of this is nearly as, as easy sounding as, oh, uh, here is my swipe file of 150 headlines. And if you want to make a whole bunch of money from copywriting, all you have to do is, you know, pick the best headline for your product um, and fill in the blanks and you're going to make a fortune, right? But that's not how you actually write copy that is successful. And any great copywriter will tell you that you can't just fill in the blanks. Unless, of course, they're trying to sell you a fill in the blanks copywriting formula program um, where they actually avail themselves of uh, your money <laughs> by selling you an idea that is inconsistent with how they typically actually write copy. So um, I mentioned deep structure in the course of this. And uh, one of the really revolutionary things about my high velocity copywriting program is it does speak to the deep structure of copywriting uh, and how you take an idea and turn it into a complete selling message that walks your prospects through the buying decision. One other element of that training that I don't talk about often is uh, I, I actually did talk about copy chunking, very similar to how Dan Kennedy does it and, and teaches it. And, um, and I talked about some important copy chunks that you can use to supplement your selling message, to make your selling message more powerful. Just understand, so it can be one of the 5,000 copywriting secrets that you, you learn and then you forget, and then your mind kind of feeds to you when it becomes appropriate during the copywriting process. So the link is at the description, is in the description. It's the first link in the description to high velocity copywriting. I'm Roy Furth, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Go ahead and throw your swipe file in the trash. Maybe once you learn from it a little bit. Um, <laughs> and don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'll catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.